Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. I'm Joe Sorrell coming right back at you on the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source. We would truly appreciate out there, all you people out there. Yes, so many of you are on playback. You're here. You're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. Thank you for being here, folks. Please, if you can, give us a five-star review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, if you can like like subscribe follow or do whatever you can to support us here at the Lakers fast break that would be greatly appreciated shout out to my friends out lakersball.com I seriously have been neglecting those guys and I feel really really bad but it's been a very busy 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 week and the Lakers have been very busy and I have Stone Hansen here folks Stone Hansen yes our draft expert and of course the madman from Toronto, who is no longer in traffic, it seems, Sean Grice. Gerald will be back uh, at some point here tonight. We're still waiting on uh, Yami Sweet to show up. We don't know when he's in. He's just, you know, he's a diva. You know, he shows up when he wants, he leaves when he wants. This is something you're going to have to deal with. So, uh, again, guys, we had a great evening tonight watching uh, the L.A. Lakers defeat a team that's been kind of a nemesis for them the last few years in the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they do go up there, show some real grit. We'll get to the to the gritty guys here in a minute here. 123, 111, Anthony Davis being one of the gritty guys who uh, hurt his ankle, I believe, still ended up scoring 38 points, had 17 rebounds, two blocks, and just showed just what I think was, was kind of like the first time we've seen AD really, really grind out something like this, but also really be effective and stay AD-like. LeBron James, would you say he had a bad game, even though he only he scored 18 points and had 10 rebounds? Yes, he had a bad game. Okay, so 18 points, 10 rebounds, played 32 minutes, which is very encouraging, folks. I will say this about Darvin Ham the last few games with LeBron. He's been managing his minutes, and the Lakers have been backing him up. So props to Darvin Ham. Props for the Lakers for managing LeBron's minutes. If LeBron can make his shots from here on out, I think we'll be fine. But sometimes that happens in the NBA. Um, the Lakers right now are, for the first time in more than a year, over 500. Yay! So, first man up, Stone Hansen. Stone, I know you got your dog kind of lingering over there. I don't know if you're feeding him dog food or he's playing with your knees or ankles or, you know, whatever. But kind of we're stumbling a little bit in the first half. But this is kind of the NBA these days. You get these 
lulls throughout the game, whether it's the first quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it is, bottom line is no 9-point, 14-point, 15-point lead is safe in any realm. And it's almost like this game didn't even exist after the after halftime. The Lakers pretty much dominated from the tip. So we are looking at a, ga- a game above 500 for the first time in over a year. Where do we go from here? Can this team run the table, especially now that we have Vanderbilt kind of coming up limpy and AD. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule and it's very promising in terms of who we play. Uh, we obviously play the Rockets next game, which, you know, we had our issue last game with them, but hopefully the Lakers learn from their mistakes and take care of business in the next game. Anthony Davis is, I would assume going to be like a questionable, questionable label, um, he looked like he played through it tonight. Hopefully he's able to play the next game. Uh, Vanderbilt did not look good. I would not expect him to play next game. Nonetheless, the Lakers should be winning against the Rockets, um, and the Rockets should be wanting to lose. Uh, <clears throat> then we play the Jazz twice. Jazz have been not playing super great lately, and I think uh, the Lakers might be able to sweep both those. Uh, then you play the Clippers. Might be a tough game. Maybe that's when we drop uh, in the Suns, get KD back. Depends on if Aiton's playing. Um, might be a questionable one. But from here on out, it's looking pretty good that the Lakers are going to stay in the play-in at the very least. Uh, I would expect them to do what they can to challenge for that sixth seed. The Warriors have somewhat of an easy schedule in terms of their matchups moving forward, so I'm not sure how many they'll drop. But, uh, yeah, the Lakers have put together a – a little bit of a run here with the the Bulls and the Timberwolves and they have an opportunity to extend it at least with these next two uh, with the Rockets and Jazz Um, it was a good performance outside of um, I would say LeBron mostly just he had an off night I would say Uh, good really on both ends despite 18 10 6 a 1 2 box score Um, looks really good on paper if you watch the game I don't think it was fully indicative of how he played Uh, but you know, hopefully he gets his mojo back a little bit against the Rockets and and pulls out a victory there too. But I would say at the very least, the the Lakers look as sure as they have throughout this season as a as a bet to make the the play in at the very least. Indeed, I I think it's kind of interesting that we ran into a little bit of a, a decision making snafu the last time we were going the last time we set AD for a Houston game. Now they actually have a, I guess, a reason to sit them. But be careful, guys. You guys are playing with fire here. If AD can play, you got to play him. Get, let him get rest in between games during the playoffs. Let him get rest at this point in, in, in the offseason. It looked like he was able to grind it out. Just play it. I mean, what's what? You, you either play or you don't. If you don't play, you risk losing this game, and then all of a sudden you become – exactly what you're going to be anyways. You might as well go out, again, shoot. So my 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 advice to this is, AD, if you got to call Gary Vitti, you got to call anybody on the staff there, go get your ankle fixed so that you're ready for Sunday. And then if you want to kind of at least play one side of the, the court to kind of uh, combat the injury, that's fine. But we cannot sit AD. I mean, I guess we could end up winning on Sunday without him. But I don't want to chance it. I would prefer AD to play, play through the plane like you did tonight. I can. We all commend you, AD. You played like a like AD on one leg, and we are very, very, very excited about it. And Sean, 
I know uh, I had you on mute there for a second, so I'm going to ask you. I, I had to have you on mute. I guess your 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 headphones were were doing something there. But what's your take on AD possibly not playing on Saturday? I'm sorry, Sunday, and it's looking like Vanderbilt might might not be playing either. Yeah, um, you know what? If push comes to shove, if they can't go, they can't go, man. But like, hats off. They they both had the call of the warrior tonight. Like. You just push through it. You just push through it. Vando especially. Vando got landed on by a seven-foot man who weighs about 285 pounds and probably has about 5% fat body percentage. So he really took a bad – like Stone was saying, I think it's it's a bruise. Like for him to be that sore, he got fallen on pretty good. And, man – Nobody better send any when, any negative tweets or anything went in Wenyan Gabriel's direction. He didn't mean to step on AD's foot. That just happens. It's part of the game. AD was a warrior tonight, Joe. He had the warrior mentality, man. It was just it was just just blood, just blood. That's and- that's what it was. He had the look. He had the look of a warrior. And that's Absolutely. what, and that was positive. And and just a shout out, okay? The unsung hero of tonight was Malik Beasley. In the first half, we could have been down close to ten to fifteen points if he doesn't make those crucial trays. He made three trays in a row that were very crucial, proved pivotal in the spirit of the game because the Lakers could have let it get away, and he kept them in it. Didn't play in the second half, but you know what? Dennis Schroeder was playing well. So at least we got something out of the bench tonight as well, Joe. The bench Absol- has not, not been playing well. Absolutely. No, you're you're 100% right. And uh, shout out to Rui as well. Uh, he had a plus 20 for a guy who only played 21 minutes and only scored four points. So that means his defense really, really helped put the clamps on Minnesota in the second half. And the Minnesota really couldn't recover. They were able to... Shade pretty much cat all game the rest of the game. I I was telling Stone on playback. I don't I didn't even know Anthony Edwards was playing for until I think that ball got stolen by Schroeder. I honestly I had forgotten he had been playing in that game. So the Minnesota Timberwolves played like the Timberwolves of old, as they should against the Lakers. Uh, I think it's been one of those teams that I haven't been able to understand why they've been able to have our number. But the, tonight, the Lakers showed some grit. It was really, really nice to see. I'm hoping that they can continue this the rest of the way. If they run the table, it's looking very, very likely the Lakers will have a playoff spot and not have to deal with the play-in. However, reality says that AD's likely going to sit on Sunday. Uh, it looks like Vanderbilt's going to sit on Sunday, and the Lakers are going to hopefully focus on LeBron maybe uh, putting a little bit more effort in, in the game and hopefully winning the game on Sunday in AD's absence. But for tonight, we're going to celebrate tonight. The Lakers win 123-111. Stone, are we seeing a, and I know this is going to be, I know Z was very positive about this in the chat, and you can't deny it, guys. Again, we're here to tell the truth. We're here to show you when something is going on, whether it's negative or positive. But would you say tonight's game Darvin Ham's coaching was enhanced a little. It was better. 
It was better. It was it was probably the most crisp game he's ever coached as a Laker. I'd say that. The rotations were pretty good. Couple spots here and there, but he's he's doing his best. It was good to see actually LeBron and AD staggered for, for the first time in it seems forever, Joe. He recently said that previously when he's had LeBron out there, he usually will give him uh, a break after around the seven to nine minute mark. But he said as an adjustment, they've decided that they're only going to uh, let him go four to five minutes now and then allow him allow him more uh, latency periods to rest. Uh, so they think they're saving him in the short term and they're saving him for the long haul in the fourth quarter. It worked out tonight. Um, you know, his shooting was off, but that happens. Can't stagger, can't stagger them on Sunday because Darvin Ham has just said that AD will not be playing. Stone, I know you're a big supporter of Malik Beasley. He only played, this is kind of like the perfect scenario for you. He only played 10 minutes, but in those 10 minutes, he did hit those threes that kept the Lakers in the game in the first half. What's the prognosis on Malik Beasley? I believe, and I know you're harsh on him, but that you have every right to, but I have a really good feeling that it's been a confidence issue with Malik Beasley. Do you think now that it's a possibility that AD might be sitting on Sunday and obviously Vanderbilt, do you see Beasley playing a big role on Sunday and helping hopefully the Lakers beat Houston? I mean, I, it depends. He didn't play in the second half, so I'm wondering if that's an injury that we just didn't know about um, because he was playing very well in the first half. I don't really see a reason why they wouldn't keep going to him in the second half outside of maybe an un, unknown injury that we just didn't catch. Um, but he, he's going to have to, if he's healthy, um, have to play a, you know, a fairly sized uh, big role in, in the, the Rockets game without Vanderbilt or – uh, Anthony Davis, it means that, you know, Lonnie Walker is going to play and Beasley is going to do what he can to, to keep should, keep those minutes afloat that he needs. And my diagnosis of Beasley has been the same pretty much since we got him, which is if he's shooting well, keep him in the game. If he's not hitting his shots, don't play him. Like that's, that's what he's out there for. He's out there to space. Uh, and if he's doing a good job of that, then he should continue to play. Uh, if he's not, then I don't really see a reason to keep him out on the floor. Um, that's pretty much been my stance um, the whole time. And tonight he did play well. So I would have, you know, if unless there was some sort of injury, like I said, that we didn't see, uh, I, I would have played him in the second half quite a bit. Um, and I think that the uh, the Lakers are going to, this was a co- well-coached game by Ham in terms of rotationally. I think he made the right rotations. I think he it was a bad offensive scheming and, and playing like that's that's been the whole thing throughout the first 76 games so I didn't expect it to change tonight but um he's I mean offensively it's tonight was pick and roll pick and roll pick and roll which is what they probably should have done during the Bulls games and it worked for them against Towns uh didn't work so great against Gobert uh, and Kyle Anderson uh, and I think that the Lakers and Ham specifically needs to do a better job of you know offensively game planning and scheming especially against who exactly it is they're playing and, and knowing the the opposition personnel a little bit better. But in terms of rotationally, in that regard, I think Ham did a, a pretty good job and did what he was supposed to do. Folks, the world has Woj and Shams. We have Stone Hansen. So with that, great analysis there, uh, Stone. I, I don't think I could have said any better. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And our esteemed leader, Gerald, has showed up. I don't know what kind of uh, family minivan he's in right now, but Gerald, how you doing out there? I know you're taking care of some family stuff there, but so... (laughs) We've, we've discussed some of the details of what's currently happened tonight, which is very good, and way, what may be happening here in a couple days, Sunday, early game Sunday, uh, against the Houston Rockets. So what's your assessment on the Lakers' chances winning on Sunday? And, of course, we'll get back to tonight's game, obviously. But what's your assessment of Sunday's game if AD and Vanderbilt are not playing? Well, it's not just AD and Vanderbilt. We saw Winion get hurt during the game. Uh, you know, this was a really rough game for the Lakers, but very well played on the defensive end. You know, the defense has been talked about as far as being the key for the Lakers this past month, and uh, it really shone through in that third quarter. This was by far and away, Joe and Stone and Sean, the best third quarter of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Without a doubt. I know the Magic Man with about a minute left. He was saying that already. And I was like, no, don't say that yet. Don't say that yet. But yeah, it turned out to be the case. Uh, Just we're starting to see with this game some things that maybe Darvin Ham is learning. Like, for instance, staggering LeBron and AD the way he did that in the first half. He actually made sure one of them was on the floor at all times, which is something we've been talking about ad nauseum, especially the way the how bad the bench played on Wednesday. So I'm glad to see that. The defense, again, just really toned it out. And to finish your question, Joe, uh, you're right. There's a very real possibility, seeing how the season's gone, that we could have especially no AD and no Vando for Sunday's game. That means that the Lakers have to focus on transition. Transition and their shooting has to be there if they don't get any uh, if they don't even get 35 38 percent from three and don't get 20 fast break points it could be a rough game on sunday and take everything away from the fabulous victory they had tonight i agree this time guys there is no that you cannot have any self-inflicted uh wounds this has to lakers have to win this game i don't care if they're playing five guys on sunday they have to win this game They have maybe a smidge of a one-game loss between now and then. But if you want to guarantee that sixth seed, you have to win the next four games. Is it four games? Five. Five Five games. So, hey, look, guys, you're making it work. You've won five of the last six games. You can do this. You guys can do this. 
You guys have been showing the grit. You guys have, are, are Darvin Ham is starting to get something going here. Don't ruin that momentum. Get it going. LeBron, Lakers won pretty much uh, kind of running away here in the second half once they got a hold of it. So, and that's with LeBron not playing a good game. So hopefully we can get a good game from LeBron on Sunday, should AD and Vanderbilt not play. Uh, and you know, let's 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 go after this guy's because that's, that's, like can I say one thing though? Shout out to fried chicken. Um, you've always said that about Brown, but you were always put putting uh Lonnie Walker in his place. Lonnie Walker didn't play a second of the game. Troy Brown only played nine minutes. It was Malik's Beasley's game. Again, when you've got those inconsistent players as a coach, you have to recognize which one is playing well and play that player and sit the other two down. It's just that simple. And that's what I've been trying to tell you, Fried Chicken, and everybody out there for quite some time is those inconsistent players. You got to make sure which ones are playing well and play those at the right time. Great point, Gerald. Uh, so one stat needs to be pointed out right now, okay? So when they've been healthy, LeBron, AD, Vando, D'Lo are 5-0 and together. 5-0. and When they've all been on the floor healthy, they're 5-0. and So if you're moving forward now and looking at if you're going to bring back LeBron and you're going to bring back AD, then that means you're going to have to bring back D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt because they've already shown themselves that they are glue guys. They fit, and they both complement AD and LeBron. I agree. I agree. Joe, Joe you, said, you said one of your biggest pet peeves at the beginning of the year was you said that the Lakers uh, at the time only had two starting caliber players now they have five five one two three four five d'angelo russell austin reeves lebron james anthony davis jared vanderbilt i'm good with rolling with that starting five you have everything in that starting five and you're 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 right we the the deadline brought this team starters Starters that are players that will complement LeBron and AD because they all have special skills and role players, you know, because we're watching the NBA in 2023, the way we are, everything's a, everything's a second by second analysis. One guy misses two shots in a row. He sucks. Another guy makes two shots. He's the best player of all time. And it's, it's just, it's one of those things where we're not we're not we're not letting this thing kind of go the way it's supposed to go. We're we're not letting it develop. We're not letting it kind of flow. Well, the NBA has shown me this year that there just is no consistency through a four quarter game. I, you just very very rarely see end to end games, and we still can't get a fourth quarter where we have a twenty point lead. And we sit our guys for an entire entire quarter. That has the, that is the only thing that has not happened this year from my memory. The only game that I missed, I don't think that happened in it, right? So, what 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 are we gonna have to go with here? We're gonna have to go with what's working. You got young guys that are that are coming up and doing their thing, and I think D'Angelo Russell, even though he was a minus two tonight, he had ten assists and he seemed to have really really good control of the game, especially in the fourth quarter especially the fourth quarter, and he was running really, really good 
effective pick and rolls with AD, with Winyan. I think it was great, great game for not having big numbers. So props to, 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 to D'Angelo Russell on that game as well. And, you know, uh, overall, again, winning is all that matters, guys. And uh, I want to welcome uh, Laker Tom. Laker Tom, I don't know where you've been vacationing <laughs> here, but uh, we're happy to see you here. Gerald's uh, kind of being, I don't know, me, I guess sometimes. I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, and I'm being Gerald, and Stone's doing his thing, and, of course, Sean's doing his thing. But, uh, Laker Tom, what, what, how did you enjoy your uh, – how did you enjoy the game tonight in your big uh, screen TV and your comfortable chair? It's nice to watch the game when uh, you don't really have to worry too much, you know. Um, that third quarter turnaround was just great. Uh, and it was kind of funny because – you know how the karma goes in these games. And I'm watching a game. My wife's out with a hike with a dog. She comes in right at the point when Anthony Davis has just turned his ankle. And I'm going, the season's over, honey. You know? <laughs> you know said, on, we said the same but, thing on playback, Tom. We said you know, the same thing. Says, I'm going to go over. drop the dog off. She just immediately leaves because she knows that the temperature was not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. So then I, I had it on hold. I came back and right after the commercial, it was like AD was just back playing and everything was the same. And all of a sudden everything turned around. I thought it was great. Um, I, I do have to say that for all of those people who keep criticizing Anthony Davis for being, you know, Mr. Street Clothes and all of these other demeaning phrases that they try to associate with him. Um, he really, he really has gutted out the last two games and, and has played spectacularly. Um, and Rudy Gobert, you know, Rudy Gobert, give him credit. You know, I mean, Rudy was terrific in the first half. Um, and, and when they built that, that lead, it was, there were times when you could see that this team had great potential and, and, um, you know, it's, it's a shame that injuries are going to probably cost them, you know, a good, deal of their potential there because uh, Nas Reed is, was, was one hell of a player for them. He was averaging 18 points a game and, and he gave them, he gave them another lift in the size category. This is where we really miss Mo Bamba being out. You know, he's, you know, $10 million that we've got invested in, in a backup center, you know, and a, a stretch five center. So, but it, Hey, the starters played great. You know, I mean, at the first half, all of the starters were negative, except I think one guy was zero. Maybe Reeves was zero. And then the second half, they all moved back to positive. Um, so it's it's great to see that starting lineup work. It's great to see all five of them be able to score in double digits. Uh, I mean, I know Vando only had eight last game, but you know he came through with 12 this game, and he made a couple of good plays. Um, it's just a unique mix of all of the right things that you need to have collectively in order to create a championship caliber lineup. Um, and the big, you know, and Dennis was plus 17 game high, you know, played just terrific. It made, made some just fabulous plays and efforts, you know, um, what a deal for a minimum, minimum salary guy, you know, he's played extremely well. And, you know, Rui had a great game, I thought. I thought Rui was exceptional this game, you know, really played well. And the size that he adds and gives us, I thought he, I thought his defense was excellent on, on Towns at times. Um, and I like that idea of him on Towns and, and being able to, to let AD just be the roamer. Um, uh, 
Vando's this is a tough matchup for Vando because the guys he's covering basically are going to take him inside and he's more of a perimeter defender than, you know, interior defender, but great win for the Lakers because they had to win this game. And now they're really, they are really just one loss from taking over sixth place from the Warriors. Each team has five games to go and we have the tiebreaker. They've got one more win and, and one more, and we've got one more loss than they do. So that's a game spread there. They're trailing right now. I think, Slightly to the, uh, the Spurs. yeah they're up they're up three at, at the half the Warriors are over the, right, the, yeah. the Spurs but nobody uh, thinks the Spurs are gonna beat the Warriors at home but um, it would be it would be interesting because now you're gonna have both teams with the same amount of losses which is all that matters I don't care if there are a couple of games ahead on the on the win column yeah. but where the I, I still say if the Lakers win the next five games they'll get that six seed yeah they will. Been, the, the only way that we couldn't is if the Warriors won all five of their games. That that is true. That is true. But I don't see that happening. And yeah. right now, we're going to have to cross our fingers and hope that the Lakers can get by on Sunday without the without AD because I think he might not play. But uh, Yami Sweet, uh, do you do, do you like your little thingy there? Is like is, that, is it helping you? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm solid. Baby. Enlighten us on your analysis on what happened tonight. I'm assuming you saw all four quarters of the game. I did see all four quarters of the game, and they were great for the most part. Uh, you know, Minnesota came out looking like they wanted to put this game to bed early. And one of the things that I've admired all season long with Russ, without Russ, Russell Westbrook on the team, this whole season, this team, last season I was pissed after games a lot because that team quit. Yep. That team quit a lot. They'd mm -hmm. get down. They'd run up to get some adversity. They'd fold like a deck of cards. And, you know, and it was it was galling. It was galling because you're paid to pay you're paid a lot of money to play a game. Even the guy who's making the least amount of money is getting paid pretty well to play a game. And to not show up for the full game was galling. This team does not have that problem for the most part. Every once in a while, they'll lay an egg and we call them out on it, as is our as, as is our prerogative, but I, I just like how this team stuck with it and has been sticking with it all season. It's the defining trait of this team, I feel like, other than scoring in the paint. You know, not quitting, scoring in the paint. Welcome to your 2023 Laker uh, identity. Um, and the defense is improving over time. You know, I think having Reeves and D'Lo as the starting guards gives you a lot of length in that backcourt uh, and enough, enough speed. They, they won't be the quickest backcourt uh, by any any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, as long as it's not an all-out sprint to one end of the floor or the other, it, it kind of doesn't matter. And you're not going to stay in front of jitterbug guards anyway. They're, that's what they do. They get around their guy. You know, they get around their guy, and that's why you have help defense in the paint. And that's why having Anthony Davis healthy is so clutch and key and critical. Um, you know, it's nice to see the Lakers win a game in semi-dominant fashion with LeBron having an off game. Uh, and Russell not having a great game. You know, he had a, he had a basic D-Lo game, you know, I think 14, 15 points, I want to say. I can't remember exactly. Um, you know, it, it, and, and D'Angelo is one of those guys, you look at the box score and you go, oh, that's what he did. Like, it doesn't really register in my mind his contributions. Like, he's just so very smooth, just kind of goes about his business, doesn't like, you know, he'll like yell or do a little something after he makes a shot, and then he kind of just gets back to it, which I also appreciate and I think is a big step up from when he was here last time as a Laker. Um, 
And I, I, I like this team. I like that our second unit is a little bit smaller. Um, I, I, I don't. I just never saw enough of Bamba to understand the hype. And I, as a Laker, I didn't understand the hype. I kind of think we, we, we. Fun- I would like for us to have another big, but I don't feel like we're missing it. And I feel like the front office feels the same way because they've auditioned several woodpile, you know, centers out by the woodpile, just waiting for them. <laughs> Someone to come gather him up and bring him inside the house, <laughs> and nobody's got, nobody's got, nobody came, nobody's nobody's taking wood home from the woodpile. You know, Tristan Thompson. Nobody's Rudy been Cousins. worth the luxury tax. Nobody's no. worth right. Nobody's worth triple their. Better amounts, dude. Not the salary. Right. It's the salary plus the luxury tax. I think it's that, and also like there's not enough time to fit them in, or they don't fit in organically with what we're trying to do defensively. Uh, that's 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 my personal opinion. I'm sure the front office has a, a myriad of reasons why they've chosen that route. Um, but in my mind, I feel like that's and and him. Even when we had Thomas Bryant and Wendell Gabriel and AD, he still liked to go small. He still liked to not play. He never well, played Thomas Bryant and AD together. About can't can't defend. They're big. They don't know how to defend. You know. Sure, but I mean, like. Vanderbilt's like sneaky big, like he's undersized, but he plays bigger than his his measurements. Like he plays stronger than he looks, he plays taller than he looks, and he plays hard. And that gives up that gives you an edge in most professional sports because most guys just like to show up. Um, and he doesn't. He likes to show up and make an, leave his mark. And that's those are two different those are two different types of players. So I love the team that we have right now. Um, I, this was in my mind the must win game of the road trip um, because just because of the seating and everything about where you know how many games are left. Because I think we even though people are saying AD will play the second game of a back to back coming up here after that ankle, I doubt I doubt it. And I'm with you, Joe. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play on Sunday against Houston because they're either going to fly out tonight in a blizzard or they're going to get grounded and fly out early <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> uh, Sean, maybe you can illuminate us as to what the blizzard conditions like are uh, up or up around the northern uh, part of the continent. Uh, from what it sounded like, listening to both Stu Lance and Michael mm-hmm. Thompson uh, in the car, neither thought they were getting out tonight. Both thought that, we'd, that the team would be flying out first thing in the morning. So in a way that might help, you know, he can actually get treatment on his. Have the Rockets ankle. been playing all of their players? I mean, does it matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it, it matters a lot. <laughs> well, it does, but not if as, you don't not have as AD much. And they're playing centers, and then we're going to be in trouble. Well, we're going to be in trouble one way or another if this team thinks this is an easy win game, which is what yeah. I fear. Well, more there than aren't there aren't any easy win games anymore because. <laughs> There never was. Beat anybody in this <laughs> there week. never was any easy win games. It's the NBA. It's pro sports. The other team just has to show up, and the other team go, "Eh, we got this." And suddenly you're in a dogfight that you didn't want or expect. And that's that's been yeah, that's, know, this Laker tub has done this way too many times this season for me to say, "No, now they've learned their lesson. This is the time. This well, is the time they'll they, really they, show up." They did win tonight. They've already used eight lives. They did. They did win tonight. They did win the t- tonight in the battle of who's going to get the first pick. So they did win tonight. So maybe they'll feel good about themselves tonight and kind of rest on their laurels by Sunday and the Lakers whoop them. Well, they, maybe, can't maybe, survive, they can't survive the play-in tournament is what my Pro opinion. players don't take, man. Everybody talks about taking. That's a front office theory. Pro player, there's not a guy wired in the NBA who would be like, yeah, let's take so we get this other guy on the team. Not a single one. There's no one who's still in the NBA who thinks that. 
Yeah, but there's a lot of guys who quit in the fourth quarter because they just like to get the game over with because they're already lost. Yeah, that's that's a different that's a different that's a different time to go home, you know. That's a different thing. Yeah, but I mean, even even Nick learned from that. Even Nick learned from that. Those are the those are the mistakes of young players. Well, in injuries, the new rules, injuries, the new rules about the the that the bottom four teams all have the same odds for the top four picks. Right. Um, that and the play-in tournament basically have, have created parity in the league. And it, it's still going to fly during the league. You look at the, the Lakers. Needed like parity. Ninth pick at 22 to 1. Yep. Ninth it's pick not, at 22 to 25 to 1. That's not bad odds, really. No, I know. I think 100 bucks, you can get 2,500 bucks, man. And it's a good chance. I think it's better than 25 to 1. The whole plane being delayed isn't really a big deal to me, Jamie. They're playing the game at eight o'clock at yep. night. To me, it's not. It to me, it's not really a big deal. Yeah, but I like Sacramento though. <laughs> That's who I want to play first. We'll see. Yeah, we've <laughs> got to get in the top six to even have a discussion about that. Well, um, all, all we have to do is have one less loss than the Warriors, and we win. If we play the Rockets and. As we sort of expect, maybe Davis and, and Vando don't play that game and we're short on bigs. I think, I don't know how you guys would feel, but personally, I think it would be Darvin Ham's best bet to start LeBron at center and, and play him at center and have have uh, Gabriel as the backup. Because when you talk about who he's going up against, which is Sangoon, he's one of the slowest. Like, I know people love Sangoon for for his offense, but defensively he's extremely slow footed um, and, and having LeBron be able to, to stretch him out and be more of a facilitator if he needs to be, or just barrel his way inside because Shingun is also just not a shot blocker. He's kind of a defensive liability everywhere on the floor. So um, if I were the Lakers personally, and I don't know if Ham is creative enough to go this route, but I would play or start uh, LeBron at center. I'd play Rui next to him if I did it too, because you need some size, man. That's yeah, our big so, problem. When AD goes out, this team is not big. You know. I mean, honestly, really would actually be the backup center. I maybe feel like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like that's who they'd have to trot out there. You'd, you'd start. You'd start Lonnie. You'd maybe even start uh, Troy Brown. You're just really thin on the bench at that point. You're going to see, uh, you know, you might see Max Christie. You know, I'm uh, not so sure. I'm not so sure that Anthony Davis. I think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis both really seriously, sincerely believe that they can win a championship this year. They I like agree. this. They like this roster that's been. Well, you might not be far off, uh, Tom, because word from our. Our, one of our panel panelists, uh, BDA Pink, uh, has said that AD has said that he's playing Sunday. Yeah, so I think his, I think his, I think, his respect he wants, meter. He wants is, this. Yeah. He didn't even think about going. I can't believe when he came back. When I turned the TV back on, you know, from the remote, and we came back from commercial, and and AD is just walking around. So, so there, there's, a, there's a, gonna be a meme going around in the next couple of days about Chris Finch because he just got through talking about Jared Vanderbilt, and, and <laughs> the Timberwolves Twitter is basically saying he's got a lot of regrets on his face talking about watching him leave. 
Well, was that any doubt though? Did we not? Well, here's the thing. No, no, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Eight minutes to go in each of the. I want to be. I want to be heard on this because, like, we need to get it out there. After the after the trades, that first game, everybody was all in love with them. It was the love boat, the love connection. But then when we played the Tim, when we played the Blazers on that back to back. And we got smoke showed by them. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, maybe Jared Vanderbilt isn't that guy. I mean, two teams have traded him. What do you know what you're talking about? Just sit down. Go in the corner and sit down. You don't know what you're watching. The guy, Like Stone, Stone had said previously, I, I agree. I think he's an all-NBA defensive player of the year candidate. I really do. I think... Under 25, I'd have to go through it, but I'm going to say he's a top 10 defender under 25 in the NBA. He you deserves a starting it, role. He can, deserves can, a starting role on the Lakers. There's no doubt can, about that, Sean. Yeah, I'm, he's so versatile, Tom. You can put him on Cat. You can put him on Anthony Edwards. You could potentially... And he's, and he's been making that corner three fairly he's, well. He's, he's four out of five his last corner three. So... Yeah. He's he's showing a prowess now where he actually has learned skills. So he knows how to shoot a corner three. So please, Polinka, get get him extended. Yes. Get him extended. Extend when you, him. When you put him in the starting lineup with with LeBron and Reeves and and D'Lo and, and AD, you got five guys basically who can distribute the ball. Five guys who will pass really well. Five guys who aren't going to necessarily just hog the ball. His, his, the back, the backspin he puts on a bounce pass is a, is top notch. It's top yeah. shelf. There were some beautiful passes that D'Lo made tonight. I mean, just beautiful passes. D'Lo's always been a fantastic passer since high school. The issue with D'Lo that consistently shows up is the processing, which is off and on. It's not a consistent thing with him. He has slow processing at times, and he'll see an excellent pass, but by the time he throws it, it's a, the window is is closed a little bit. So he, he has like one of the best touch on passes I've ever evaluated coming into the league, and it's kept throughout his entire career, but the processing is not consistently up to speed, and uh, that's his, his turnover issue. Is, it usually stems from that. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, the Lakers again win uh, 123-111 against the Minnesota Timberwolves, going above 500 for the first time in, I believe, 14 months. Yami Sweet, I know you've been uh, rattling something over there or putting something together over there. Laker Tom obviously is always going to be the the man of positiveness. Uh, Sean's going to 
Oh, I see. Okay, I see what it is. <laughs> so at this point, AD has already made the announcement that he's going to be playing on Sunday. All right. Uh, so as far as morale is concerned, that's another thing that I wanted to point out with not only AD, but Vanderbilt coming in and looking like his legs weren't moving. Okay. Yeah. You play hurt. For all those athletes out there that don't play hurt, watch what AD and Vanderbilt did tonight, and you'll see why fans will love you. The reason why non-football fans and non-Packer fans loved Brett Favre so much is they (laughs) watched him literally get hit so hard he was spitting blood out, and he still plays. So I know that's probably not a good example to use right now, but (laughs) – I'm trying to make a point here in that AD not only was was visibly limping, yeah. but he was dominant playing hurt. Yeah. So you can take Charles Barkley, you can take his street clothes and put it, you know, where at this point AD is coming out a completely different man. And if, if, if this is the AD we're going to get, folks, get ready. Get ready. If they they should get that six seed and face a team that's for the first time in the playoffs since 2006, things could get very, very interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I'm already happy now that I know that he's playing on Sunday. Now I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to enjoy my night tonight because I got some stuff going on and I'm glad the game was early tonight. We're going to have some fun tonight and I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're 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 and we're we're watching a classic right now in women's basketball. This game is, is oh, going man. to go down to the wire. Uh, Caitlin Clark already has thirty-one points and eight assists. Uh, just unreal performance by her again. Yeah, she's must watch. Um, quick question, just forever, whoever knows it off the top of their head. But do we have the tiebreaker if we were to finish with the same record as the Warriors? I rely on you guys. I don't yes, we do. yes, yes, we, we do. do. Yes, we, we do. Yes, we do. That the Warriors and the Pelicans are the only two teams we yep. owe tiebreakers on. But and uh, ironically, and Utah's TBD. Yeah. Two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two more games. Yeah. Two more uh, games. Laker Tom, you're muted. By the way, I think if you're trying to yeah. say something. Anyway, go yeah. Ahead, we all right, oh, let me let me unhook. Oh, is there? There you go. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you want to speak? No, that's fine. Oh, you're good? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, if, 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 if there, if, so we're already looking forward to Houston. Are we, are we looking ahead uh, beyond Houston here? Do you think the Lakers are focused on Houston here on Sunday? I'm, 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 I'm going to take a guess yes. that they are. Yeah, they have to be. They have to be laser focused. Yeah, they they definitely. I mean, just the way that AD said, "Hell yeah, yeah, I'm playing Sunday." There's got to be something from the last meeting that they had where they're like, "No, I ain't, I ain't sitting this time out." We're not gonna pop. We're not gonna punk out. We're not gonna. If we're gonna give him a choice of playing in this back to back or in the last back to back or the other one, yeah, we go down swinging. Gotta go if, down swinging. If we're not gonna punk out, and this is how they're gonna go the rest of the way, we're gonna find out in the next five games. They gotta win out. We're gonna win out. We have to win, win out. 
We win out, it's a guaranteed six seed. It could be five, too, if the Clippers keep losing. And by the way, we do play the Clippers one more time. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to go beyond Houston right now. I had some other things I wanted to say, and then I stopped myself. I want this game on Sunday, and then I'll think about the following game after that. Exactly. In the meantime, I uh, again, I want to commend the Lakers. They won 123-111 tonight going into, uh, could you say Minnesota's a hostile environment? I mean, even yeah. in it wasn't 2004. The first, it was, it wasn't the hot, first half. a hot team that was playing well. Even, yeah, in, the, they, even in 2004 when they made you, their run to the West Coast Finals, they were never yeah. – You can't call that crowd hostile. It's called Minnesota nice, not Minnesota mean. Yeah. Well, well is their hockey team wild? Because – after they made the trade for Gobert, they were sort of like the laughing stock of the league for a while. And it took them saying, a long time to find that's going to work. And look what you gave up for the guy. And you know, the honestly, this is sound... now it's really worked. Yeah, it has worked. This and is, if they hadn't so lost Naz Reed, they were they were one of the teams that everybody was saying all of a sudden yeah. they could be a top four team in the West next year. They might be a top four team in the West now, this year. The, the one thing that the one thing I think that was most impressive when I look back on this game is two things. One, what a contradiction, huh? The one thing is two things. Anyway, the first thing is <laughs> on offense, we really milked Anthony Davis down the stretch. I've always the one of the things that pisses me off about coaches is when you've got something that's working and you don't just run it into the ground. Um, I've never understood that. I mean, I don't care whether you're playing at the gym on Saturday or whether you're playing in the finals of the NBA. When you got something that works, you don't let the other guy off of the hook. You just keep punishing him. And we did that with AD on that same play like five or six or seven times in a row. And I love that. And then the other thing was defensively, we were on a string in that third quarter. We really shut them down completely. They could not do anything except one and done shots. And that was that was the type of thing that, you know, when we look, when we came back with Anthony Davis and we're winning like seven out of ten games without LeBron James for the first time in four years, there was one reason why we were able to do that, and it was because of our defense. Our offense didn't change. We were 21st then, we're 21st now. You know, what changed was the defense went from being like 12th or 13th down to second or first. So the ability of Ham to, at least at this point in time, after all of the injuries, to get the starting lineup just picture perfect, you know, just the five guys that just to go together. I mean, every one of us, I think, has been rooting for that lineup for a whole year, you know, and finally we get to see it and it's working. And now if we can get Schroeder to get the the second unit and Ham to stop doing hockey shifts and, you know, substituting whole lineups. I mean, he's got two ball handlers, Reeves and D'Lo. One of them's got to be in the game along with one of the two superstars at all times. That means two starters are in the game at all times, at least two starters you never have a situation where you got four bench guys or five bench guys in there that's just asking for trouble and it's 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 the opposite of what you want to do as a coach where you want to develop consistency and patterns and roles for players so you don't want to be shifting around all of it um, yeah and we're pretty sure we lead the league in 
the most different starting lineups yeah. uh, throughout the season, <laughs> which some of it's injury. He can't help that. Yeah. But, but uh, another portion of it is just a lack of lack of ability. Well, it's just like giving Lonnie a shot and putting Rui on the bench was the stupid move in the middle of a you, in you, the middle of a closing stretch. You should you should know what you have in players throughout practices, and you shouldn't have to be able to try and figure and find out what that is during games. You should well, we you should already have a feel for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that this team is relatively young playing together. Yeah. Uh, I think we're sometimes... and we have a rookie coach. We have a rookie coach. Sometimes we're inconsiderate. The fact that we've had the, I think at the, I know a few weeks ago, the most starting different starting lineups right. uh, in the NBA. A lot of that has to do with uh, with injuries. But you know, I give had, him credit though. And like you said earlier, Joe, this team never quits. Uh, that goes it, to the coach, in my opinion. It it they have shown in the last few weeks that they are not quitting now versus when they were quitting a year ago, like Jamie said. Yep. And the reason why they were quitting last year was there was an infection in that locker room. And when players quit sometimes, it's not because they're spineless. It's just because they're like, F this whole situation. It's contagious. It's yes. contagious. Yes. Infectious you, is a better word. And, and anyone who denied the fact that, that, that the previous regime, I'll just label it that, wasn't a cancer to this team, then you're, del- you're delusional. You're delusional, and this team has been so much better without that issue. Even in the few games that they've dropped, a lot of it is self-inflicted. It wasn't due to a player completely destroying uh, the essence of the team. So, Gerald, you have finally come back to your ship. The captain is here. (laughs) What's up? Everything Everything okay, Gerald? Yes. You have been in how many positions today on the show and on playback, you've been in like four different spots. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I you must have the- amazing technology following you. I started the day out getting an oil change with the magic man in the morning. And yeah, absolutely running around all around town. Yeah, dealing with some family issues, but glad to be here now. Got a chance to check it out with you guys. I will tell you, I did have a few minutes of my day to spend at the MGM Grand Garden and Casino in their convention center because they are hosting one of the major collectible card events, sport card events anywhere. And that is the Mint Collective. So if you are in town and you have cards you want graded or are looking to buy or sell some major sports cards, go to the MGM this weekend. And actually as a member of the press, I've been covering for Cosmos and for the break. I will tell you that I got a nice handy-dandy MVP package here, a VIP package here. So I'm opening up for the first time, looking to see what I got. Got some good stuff here from PSA. I mean, if you want stuff graded, you can go ahead there. PSA's there, eBay's there, ready to sell your stuff. PSA's there, ready to grade your stuff. Tops is there, got some major boosts. Great. There's going to be a lot of sports uh, athletes there. I think Peyton Manning. I heard some other athletes are going to be there as well. So, yeah. And a nice gift box right here presented by eBay from the Mint Collective. So, yeah, it's a little unboxing there for people out there. So, yeah, if you get a chance, I will be there tomorrow for a couple hours because I did commit some time to them. I will go ahead. If you see me wearing some Lakers gear, please come by and say hi. So, oh, look at this. Look at this. Did they give you a t-shirt? What is that? 
They gave me a specialty encased mint collective <laughs> MGM grand card. You never know. Could be valuable. I don't know if it's going to be as valuable. Well, there you go. That that could be even more valuable. I don't know if it will be as valuable as my my as I told Stone and you guys before the ticket I have from the Scoot versus Wembyama game. I might be only one of the few on the planet that has Ooh. it. So I've, I'm going to get that cased and graded if those guys pop, and that will be hopefully worth some cash. So down the line but yeah looking really nice like a little card case here and yeah all that good stuff so big shout out to the mint collective if you see me tomorrow at the mgm grand give me a holler say hi tell us how much you like the show and tell us how much you hate joe sorrow yeah boy sean loves me though <laughs> i do that's all that matters i do i yeah, do i don't care that, that, that's all that matters to me <laughs> i uh, do i do if uh if if Joe, it's not like Joe needs nice. help if he's in a dark alley, but I'm always on Joe's dark alley team. You want to hear something funny about the dark alley? A, a, a particular instance of my life where I was in a dark alley. So one one year for Halloween, I was Wolverine, hmm. and I Aren't ordered. You that every year, uh, I I can be when I grow this. Uh, I figured, <laughs> but this was when I was just. You know that I, I did the whole hair thing. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about resurrecting it at some point here in the next few years. But we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. But anyways, so I ordered the I ordered the claws on eBay, and I didn't know. I just knew I didn't want the plastic stuff. So when I ordered them, and at the time I didn't notice really what material it was. I just thought it was something that wasn't plastic. So I get the order. I I, I you know package comes. I open them, and these things look like brass knuckles with claws, like exactly <laughs> like a brass knuckle, okay? So I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to have to, like, keep myself, you know, if I see a cop walking, like, you know, going by, I'm going to have to kind of cover them or something, right, just in case. But then I go to a party on, on a Friday before Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm walking in an alley, like a back alley to an apartment complex. This is in college. And I go, man, if somebody wanted to mug me right now, they would be making the biggest mistake of their life. Because all I had to do is stick it right in the throat. It's over. <laughs> so, yeah, I've... I've I've uh, also also a healthy first degree manslaughter charge there, but hey, right. hey, I I have the I ordered those things for Halloween. I was wearing the outfit. If somebody come and attack me, as long as he's dead, there's only one story I can tell. So the only one story that will listen. You know, that's just what it is. Jamie, Jamie, let's let's not let's not let's not get into it. Yeah, you, you're right, Sean. Yeah, you're right. let's not let's not get into it. Let's we, just we can move go, it right along we, here. Move we, it we can, around. we can we can go into those those guys who sell the uh, the uh, shurikens to uh, the twelve year old. I know you want to get back to Stone and Jamie and Laker Tom and and Sean. Just real quick, did, did you guys mention that on Twitter that AD has mentioned he will play on Sunday? We have. Oh, yes. And when it was previously mentioned have... that Marvin Ham said that he would sit on Sunday, and then he yeah, retorted but... that. I will not sit on Sunday. And I want to thank, I want to thank AD. I've always loved AD. I'll always love AD, but I really, really want to thank AD for telling Darvin Ham to go sit down. Right. Jesus Christ. Really? You still want to (laughs) put these guys, you freaking chump? Really? 
Enough already with this sitting down stuff. This is showtime. This is prime time now. You want a chance at going deep in the playoffs? You want to you wanna be an unprecedented anomaly in the NBA and going deep and maybe making a run? What the hell are you talking about? You want to sit this guy on Sunday? You didn't learn your lesson the last time, Darvin Ham? You just had a really good mm-hmm. game, you coach, and you're, you keep reverting back to Dave Roberts mode. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Go ahead, Tom. Fight words. Go ahead, Tom. You were doing your Bill Clinton. Uh, I want to talk moment. Go ahead. No, I, I really <laughs> wasn't. I was. I was actually just grinning about your comments because oh, I agree with you 100 that uh, you understand the load management thing, and and then there's no doubt that the Lakers are going to be doing a lot more load management of LeBron James for the rest of the season, and probably with Anthony Davis too. They're not going to risk anything long-term for either one of them because they figure they have two more years after this year that they have them under contract. And hopefully, you know, that's all going to – maybe that – you know, this. I, don't, I think first off, this everybody realizes on this team right now how freaking lucky they are to be in the position that they're in. Um, Parity has given them 12 lives, not – 20 lives maybe as a cat. They probably used 15 of them already. Hopefully they got five lives left for the next five games, you know. And that's why I feel it's so critical that they get in. They they get into the number six seed because I don't think they can take the pressure of two more of having to go through the play-in tournament. And the play-in tournament is going to be brutal. I mean, those teams are going to be hungry and and it's it's just going to be a massacre. You're going to who the got teams that come out of there are going to be just dead tired and worn out. And the Lakers are almost to that point now. They're they need that week off that you get by not making being in the playing tournament to let LeBron and AD recover and just to actually have some practices with a team. And they will know for sure who they're going to play instead of being in the tournament and not knowing whether they're going to be the seven or the or, or the eight and, and having to then make a decision and, and then just risking the finality of a, of a winner go home game, two of them in a row, maybe, um, and add that to the pressure of all of the things that we've gone through this season. We have an opportunity after winning tonight to go ahead and get that number six seed. Um, and we have the advantage. I mean, it, we're one loss ahead. We're one loss behind the Clippers who lost tonight and the, the Warriors. The Clippers they're tied right now. They're, they're tied right now. 74-74 with 4.36 left. And we just got some distance on the Thunder, too. Right. So we're in a perfect position because of that, because of the tiebreaker and the Warriors to, all we have to do is tie them for the record. Well, it, it wasn't, that scene. it wasn't just the fact that he played on that ankle. He dominated. Nineteen points. After he dominated. He dominated after he got hurt. Yeah. And and we didn't go away defense. from it. Defense... We didn't go away and just switch to another play. We went back to that same play every single time. But also they the stopped it. Yeah. Sean and I, I know Stone covered this as well. The adjustments made by Ham, something we've talked about in the second half, in that third quarter, the adjustments defensively, especially against Cat. And 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 the the pick and roll, because Conley, Cat, 
and Gobert were eating them up in that first half, especially on that pick and roll and those those little short jumpers that that uh, Conley was making, and of course, Cat from the outside. The Lakers really neutered that in that third quarter, and I really think that was the difference in the game. Stone, do you agree? Disagree? No, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that um, defensively is generally what's buoying us in these games, and offensively, we're just going to have to take it for what it is and hope that our talent wins out most games because there's generally not a, a definitive offensive scheme or plan headed into games. It's kind of, you know, hope, hoping the talent carries us through. Uh, and it's, you know, been that way the past couple of games and has the chance to keep doing that over the next few as well. So um, that's generally the, the, uh, what, what carries us, um, but, which also gives me a little bit of concern for what happens in the playoffs. Uh, but that's another podcast for another day. But I, I think that, you know, the Lakers running pick and roll was big for us tonight, but running pick and roll against Towns was big for us in specific. And I think that this is where Ham has issues is that obviously we uh, we took advantage of that when it's against McDaniels, when it's against Gobert, when it's against Anderson, we had a little bit more issues. We had 16 turnovers tonight, which we sort of glossed over a little bit, but I mean, that's kind of a lot of turnovers for a game. We won. I'm not saying that, you know, that, that we uh, didn't deserve to win or anything, but um, that was an issue. And a big part of that was running pick and rolls against the wrong personnel. Uh, and I think that Ham needs to, he, he really has a tough understanding. It seems, it seems defensively he's come a, a ways quite a bit in, uh defensively and, and honing in on certain personnel and knowing what to do and when to hedge and things like that. Um, offensively, I think he really struggles in terms of knowing strengths and abilities of other defenders that we're playing against. And I think that that is something that uh, is really holds us back uh, in terms of Which potential. Which role specifically, Stone, did you, did you not like that Dan was using? Not, not in terms of the players that we were using to run the pick and roll because D'Lo and AD were running the majority, and I think that that's what you need to do. But who we're running it against is uh, Anderson got steals yeah. a couple of times, Gobert covered it well a couple of times, uh, and it, it's difficult to do it when you're doing it against really high-level pick and roll defenders. When it's Towns, you're doing it, you know, you're getting it over and over again. And I think that Ham has this tendency to – if it works against one person, continue to do it regardless of who the defense is. Uh, and I think that that's something that he just needs to work on getting better at. Uh, Jamie, good. I know Jamie wanted to. Jamie, you, you've been you've been uh, you've been waiting for a while. What what are, what's your take on on on? I guess the. I mean, I mean, listen, I I I think when we first welcomed Ham to the head coach coaching position of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, this last summer, I think everybody who was on that show, most of us are here, and I'm sure at ho- the viewers at home, I th- I'm sure a lot of us expected that there would be growing pains. As long as somebody, you know, he's a rookie coach, you, you can talk about all the wonderful experience he's had as an assistant and then as a player and all that, but it's different. You're not, you're not the guy. He's the guy now, and he's he's learning on the job. He has, you have to. <laughs> to be a head coach of the NBA, there's there's no recipe except learning on the job. If he gets another co- coaching job after this one, he'll have a lot to learn. Mike Brown's an excellent example of somebody who was a head coach, was a head coach for another team, went back to being an assistant, and is now the best possible head coaching version of himself 
than I think one can imagine. What he's done with the Kings has been fantastic in terms of just motivation. I'm not talking about X's and O's and motivation. And I think that that's been Ham's biggest strength is he came into the job with a high degree of motivational skills. His motivation of the of the team, making them just forget who they were, getting Russell Westbrook to somehow come off the bench, even though it didn't like work great, it, he, everybody bought into it and it gave it a shot and didn't just quit. You know, and the 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 fiber of the team that not that doesn't quit, that doesn't give in if they hit hit adversity early in the first half. I I think a lot of that comes back to the coach. So I I, I expect in the playoffs he's going to get out coached at least one game, a, a series minimum of one game a series. Somebody's going to see that he's like like Stone was saying that he's not going to pick up on, he's not going to force his players or advise his players to. S- s- Move the ball till you find a more favorable pick and roll attack point. That's something that's like a high level coaching skill that, for example, Steve Kerr is excellent at, right? Steve Kerr is excellent at getting the Golden State Warriors to seek out the weakest defender and then put him in a pick and roll with Draymond Green and Steph Curry or, or you know, some combination thereof. And, and the Warriors, now that's part of their culture. They don't need Steve Kerr telling him every time out, hey, don't forget, you know, you know like, they know, like, oh, this is how we win. So that's that's something I just kind of expect to have happen. And I expect it to happen next season, too. And for a couple of seasons until he's had, you know, three or four years as a coach where he kind of can see, like, oh, okay, like, if we – if I – how do I get the players to buy into what has to happen? And I don't know I, – I, you know, it's, a, I, it's one of those things where you kind of wish you had one of those seats as a, a season ticket holder where you were just near enough to kind of hear what was going inside the huddle because I'd be very curious that he's here – how he is in the huddle versus, you know, how we see him talking in interviews and, you know, things of that nature, because I get the sense that he's very thoughtful, but not necessarily innovative in his strategy. Uh, And I felt the same way about Frank Vogel. I thought that if he was innovative on any side of the floor, it was on the defensive end. And even that he just like really, you know, played the, played the best defensive players that he had available and put them in successful positions. So I think that incredibly, they're both very, I find them to both be very similar coaches, except for I find Darvin Ham to be more motivational. Whereas Frank Vogel was kind of like, you know, that guy who's in the next cubicle over at your office where you're like, well, he's here today. That's nice. Glad you showed up to work. And that's not, it's just his personality. You know, his personality wasn't one that like made you want to like go to the mat for him. He was just like a nice guy, but you weren't like, oh, this, you know. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think against some of the elite coaches in the league, it, you're going to see Darvin Ham struggle, uh, especially if he does like a hockey rotation like he did in the last game, which was really inexplicable. Uh, I, you know, I know he said, I would do it again. And that's, there's nothing a coach can say that, pisses me off more than yeah, I saw that it didn't work. We lost the game, but you know what? You put me in that situation again and I'll do it the same way. <laughs> and I'm like, so you don't learn. Is that 10,000 people mean? died, but I'm going to do it the same way. Right, 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 right. <laughs> We're invading Sicily again with a tin can and a bazooka. We're doing it. Like, I don't like there's this, 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 like, I get it. I, I get being defensive. And like not wanting to just like let the media walk all over you and 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 run your narrative. LeBron is weirdly passive aggressive in videos in, in interviews as well that way. But like that's the that's the most inane thing you can say 
pretty much ever. I I understand it didn't work. I understand that <laughs> wait it, it 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 it's it's it was not a good idea. And yet I shall do it more and often. I, I just don't <laughs> understand because you why. asked that question. Right, exactly. Like and and maybe that's what it is, right? Maybe they're just like, I'm gonna give you a You don't want Dennis to play more minutes? Just watch. Right, 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 right. Yeah, a good um, a good psychologist, a good coach that's got good psychology skills can can really bait uh, Darvin Hem at that point, don't you think? I agree. Uh, but that's a problem that not only Darvin Ham might have, but there's that's happened all the time. I always remember when uh, Jalen Rose was 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 talking to Sam Mitchell during the 81 point game by Kobe. He was telling Sam Mitchell, like, dude, don't we we should can we can we should, we should double this guy. And Sam Mitchell would not, he's like, just shut up and just listen to what I'm saying. I'm the coach. Coaches can be egotistical to the point where well, that, that, that tells me a lot. their own team. Yeah. That's yeah. true too, but that tells me a lot of, more about Jalen Rose than it tells me about Sam Mitchell. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> but uh I just wanted to again, I wanted to thank everyone that's been been, been watching and listening here through Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, and, and YouTube. This is the first time that I can remember where six of us were on here all at the same time. So I want to thank you all for being here. You guys all had great insight, great an analysis. You guys are the best. I am looking forward to doing more of these and uh, wrangling all the all the good discussions here. Gerald, we're glad you're here. I'm sorry about uh, your uh, little delay and back and forth. Uh, again, we're hoping everything's good on your end. Uh, the and Lakers. Congr congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes that just defeated the South Carolina Gamecocks and are heading to the championship game. Well, hey, Game you got to give them. You got to give them. Uh, look, hey, South, they were undefeated until tonight. This is a big win for them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be cheering for the Hawkeyes here to win it all uh, in the next game. So good for them. Good for the girls. Caitlin Clark finishes 41 points, eight assists, six rebounds. So Caitlin Curry. Oh. We're going to have to start calling her Caitlin Curry. Definitely the Steph Curry. Maybe bringing something here to the WNBA that will probably, that might be bringing some eyeballs to it. So good for the, good for her and good for them. We're, we're hoping it all works out for them. But again, thank you all for uh, being here. Panelists, uh, the, the viewers, uh, Lakers win tonight in Minnesota, 123-111. We're looking forward to uh, Sunday's game against the Houston Rockets. It's a 4 p.m. East, I'm sorry, Pacific Standard Time game. So, guys, uh, for those of you who uh, uh, I know it's not Join us on playback. Join us on playback. Uh, it'll be around dinner time on Sunday, but try to try to get in and eat and watch if you can. Upside, and speaking of playback, upside swings. <laughs> upside swings. What's going on with playback and upside swings? Uh, we will be live tomorrow on playback. If you're on playback, we'll be watching the what is it, UConn Miami game for sure, possibly the SDSU game beforehand. Not quite sure yet. If you want updates on that, you can follow at Upside Swings on Twitter or at Report underscore Court. Uh, and either one of those accounts will have have the link to those games. And if you're at the Mint Collective on Saturday and you see me out there wearing the Lakers gear, come by and say hi. Make sure you have a pie in hand too. I don't know what that means, but it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But anyways, for Laker Tom, Stone Hansen, Jamie Sweet, Gerald Glassford, and the Magic Man, I am Ox1947 slash Sinblades slash Joe Sorrell slash, if you're on Facebook, Johnny Blade. We thank you for being here tonight. We'll see you on Sunday. And...
we're out.